Welcome back into another episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie and a very special guest on tap for you today, Gus Felder, who's the director of player development here at Nebraska, joined Coach Rule's staff. What, back in January? Yeah, in yeah. January, beginning of February. And you have, uh, this is a busy time for you and, yes. and your staff, so we want to dive into all of that, but also get to know you a little bit as well. I know you're an important, important part of this, this staff, and so how did you even, I guess, uh, get to know Coach Rule in the first place? Let's start there. We knew a lot of some of the people. First of all, we both played at Penn State, uh -huh. so we have the same strength coach, same head football coach. Uh, when he hit staff at Temple, or some of the guys that, that were my coaches that left, and just over the years, just trying to connect to different places over at, uh, at Temple and at Baylor, just couldn't make it happen. You know, wrong timing for it, and God probably made it right, and we all down we're here together. But we started working together at Carolina Panthers in 2020 when he hired me there. It's awesome. If you want to move that mic a little bit closer. Closer. Yeah, yeah there you go. All right. And I can just edit that part. Okay. Um, you know, once you, right. you started working with Coach Roll, what was it that you wanted to keep working with him and come here with him, come here to Nebraska with him? Um, because he believes in what we're doing in player development and the core values matched up. I knew it was his dad as Coach Rule back in the day. His dad was my little brother's uh, first football coach and, uh, you know, a pastor in State College. But just his, his overall care for the development of people. Like, seriously, every coach every person you can't serve with. And then when you, when you find somebody that, that had the same core values when it comes to faith, family, you know what I'm saying, overall people, you, you can't miss out on that. So it was a great opportunity. So you mentioned you played at Penn State. Yeah. You were um, all Big Ten offensive linemen and, and all of that. And then you got into strength and conditioning, yeah. right? So how did you get into player development? How did you so go from strength and conditioning to I got into athletic administration first. Okay. Uh, and when I was one of my undergrad, and then I, I met my, my graduate. Then I got into strength and conditioning, and then I got into coaching, then went back to strength and conditioning, and then all those things in line just overall just comes into play with developing people. Mm -hmm. just, it's just that if you're being a strength coach, you can, you, you, that's a big role in developing and player development, but you also got to spend a whole lot of time doing other stuff. Now my overall focus and primary goal is just people, you know, and what we can do for them in their life, off the field, on the field, and make, make their play on the field better. So when I was a coach, you know, it was, it was limitations which you can do with the players when the offseason or on a dead period or downtime. When I was a strength coach, I had certain, I couldn't go, I couldn't be around the guys off the field because I was busy in the weight room with them. So just, just when that, when the overall position of the player development start to involve, evolve, I got involved in it and, I, and that's what I wanted to do. For those who might be listening, I guess tell us a little bit about player development and the role that you're in and, and what goes into that. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, Russell, just, just, as far as what I look at it, it's like for me, I define it as the holistic enhancements of, of my guys. I call them my guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, through experiences, you know, uh, it's, it, it's intentional. You know, I want to develop the guys on and off the field so they can play better on the field. Uh, and it's a lifelong relationship with me. So I want to build true, genuine, and build and foster great relationships for these guys so that when they're done playing, their life is ready to go. They can be. They can tap in and, and have a purpose of what they want to get done and know what they want to do in life. You, you can you can think about oh maybe when I'm done playing I can start doing that kind no. of stuff. But why is it important to have that balance right now, right from the start? It's the, the education. Start it's the educational piece that goes behind it. We want to educate these guys on what life's going to look like when they're done, so they can start it now. I know a lot of teammates, a lot of friends of mine. Who are out there in life right now struggling trying to find their way they didn't take the time to, to finish school they didn't take the time to tap into their skills the other skills that god is busting with you know that they can start using and doing while they're playing ball now because football i mean let's be realistic football 
should be your plan B. Life's your plan A. You know, the, the one thing these guys are blessed with, you know, just here they get a chance to get a, a, a degree. They get a chance if they're lucky enough or blessed enough to get some financial, you know, backing behind it they, if they go to the NFL and play for a long period of time. But once they're done playing, if a guy goes on and plays 10 years in the league, they're still going to be about 30 years old, 32 years old. And for most people without sports, their life is just getting started. So, so they take that time while playing, while in college, to tap into the other skills and talents. So when they're done playing, they can just live their life and have the job they want, not the job they have to get. I think it's a better way of living. I love that. You have, it's not just you, right? You have yeah. some people that you work with that's part yeah, of your yeah. staff. Tell my, us about yeah, that. My staff is uh, built up of, like I said, there's not many staffs in America that's built the way this, this, this staff is built. And a lot of times people say, hey, coach, you know, the coaches say to a player, hey, let me know if you need anything. I'm here if you need you. And, and you don't know what that looks like a lot of times. Some players still don't know what it looks like now. But we look, walk around this building right here in our facility here. Our staff is, is a representation of, hey, I'm here if you need anything. My staff has uh, Jared Folks, who played for Matt Rule at Temple years ago. Ezra Miller, who just we just met here, who's no longer playing ball but wants to get involved in coaching and player development. He's on our staff. And we have Tiana Boone, who's helping us out, who's a student assistant, whose brother played for Matt Rule. So, and when a guy tells you, that's, that's the reason you actually earlier, why am I here? Why do I want to be with Matt Rule? Because of that. You know, him actually, absolutely, genuinely caring about the people that he's involved with. And he's a developer of people. And there's not many people in this industry that, that's more focused on the people you're involved with or, you, or you're blessed to cross paths with. They're all about themselves. There's guys genuinely passionate about developing the people around them. So my staff is those guys I just named. Yeah, I was going to say, it just seems like there's a lot of different people in the staff that, you know, that players can go to and you can put your arm around them, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're getting coached up hard, it's, it's probably really nice for a player to have someone like you or someone that's on your staff that you can go talk to, vent to, and get some of those things off your chest too, right? Just knowing that someone's 100%. there for them in a different way than even a coach could be. Yeah, I mean, mental health is real. A lot of times what these athletes do, alpha males in any sport, you're in their alpha they're alpha, they tend to hold things in, they try to get through life themselves, to have an outlet, to have someone that can identify some things you're going through and help you get connected with the right people is vital, is key. And all that holistically, when I'm talking about the holistic approach of developing people, allows them to play their sport better. You know, they're stress-free, they're not worrying about anxiety, they're not dealing with things like that because they have someone on staff, or not just me, but the entire staff, they can come to. If a coach identifies something, they call me. If I identify something deeper, I can call, you know, Dr. Brett, I can go, you know, hey, talk, to, talk with Corey. I can talk with folks, you know, I can talk with different guys on my staff and we can make the best plan and be proactive about helping the student athlete out. So you did work with the player development personnel at Carolina, right? But when you got here and you had conversations with Coach Rule, how did you go about kind of implementing what, what you wanted your program to look like here at Nebraska? I mean, that was the easy part. You already knew. Our conversation yeah. was real simple. Do what you do. Mm -hmm. and, and that's all I need to know. And that's what we're doing currently now. I'm making some of myself available to these guys 24 hours. You know, building relationships, you know, fostering good relationships, not just, you know, and that's what every athlete in the room. It's like, I feel like I've been blessed with the ability to talk to every background, every person on our team, you know, because of my background experiences that God put me into. So I can enter, walk in the room and sit down with anybody and get them, I don't know how, get them to open up to me and want to trust me. That's what it comes down to. 
So I, I mentioned earlier, this is a really busy time. If you follow Husker football on social media, you see a lot of times you guys are getting out into the community. It's a big time in the weight room, but I know you guys are doing a lot of stuff out of the weight room. Yeah, That's kind of yeah, where you come in. Yeah. So tell us about just the volunteer kind of opportunities that these guys are doing right now. Um, the overall goal and purpose is, is to get out and serve the community that come and support us, but also at the same time help these guys tap into life skills they, they, they can develop and learn or tap into you know, life skills they didn't know they had build their brand, you know, so, you know, push and promote the Nebraska brand, um, build, you know, brotherhood. You know, that's the thing. We do different groups. We let the same guys do it, and we get different mix of guys out there so these guys can know each other, learn each other. Like, this is the last team when you see they'll be a part of. So we want to build a bond that's unbreakable so they're off the field having a good time and going through stuff. They can go through everything on the field together without even having a blink of an eye. So the overall purpose, like, for us to go in the community is really, really huge for us, part of our program. Is like I said, one thing is to build a brotherhood, develop empathy, develop leadership skills. You know, learn how to talk to everyone. Just be a, a big old inspiration to somebody. Like, it, it's a lot that goes into it. But that's some of the things that we that I'm thinking about as we put together our community service event. That player-led team aspect that Coach Rule talks about. Yeah. How much is this time important to that? I mean, what you're doing in the weight room, and then what you're talking about the, the things that you're building outside of the weight yeah. room as well. It's huge. And like I said, we we're exposing our athletes. To people that have that's been on their team for a while to each other for the, like almost for the first time almost they've been on the team so we put together the group chat today and I have 19 guys sending each other's number phone for the first time so we want to get past that point so these guys know 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 who each other is. they know who they can go to know who they can lean on they know who they can push they know who can push them and all those all those are transferable skills that go to the field you know when you're going through tough times together off the field or on the field. It makes it a better, a better bond, and those guys can relate to each other. They can talk to each other better. They can lean on each other. They can push each other more in tough situations because this season is going to be some tough situation on the field that takes place, but we're going to hopefully eliminate all that off the field with the things we're doing right now in the community. So, and I asked you this earlier, but if someone's listening in and maybe they have an organization that they'd like for maybe you guys to get involved with, volunteer with, you're open to that, right? 100%. Yeah, we want to, I can say, I don't know the whole entire Lincoln area, so I'm working with Lincoln, I'm working with Omaha, any surrounding areas in Nebraska. We want to get out. You guys come from all over to support us, all over to support these guys. I watched some videos. I haven't experienced it myself yet. I did a little bit during the spring game, but I've seen some videos on YouTube of how this crowd and, 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 and the fan base support the, the, the Huskers. We want to do the same thing. So if you have something going on, you can hit me on my email at gfeld.huskers.com, and uh, we'll do our best with our tight schedule to get something worked out. If we can't do it now, we'll have some days during the season. We'll do some community service as well. Uh, and then it's a nice, it's a year-round mm -hmm. uh, uh, process for us when we want to get out and serve the community. But it has to be right for our schedule, right for the guys' schedule. And we have over 130 players. We, I want to rotate everybody and get everybody involved in it. And then it's it's also you had some a couple of retreats too. You had a senior retreat, mm -hmm. a junior retreat. Why why is that important? And and where did that idea come from? The idea that that came from uh, Coach Rule. Coach Rule's been doing that before. I, I had a chance to work with him. Like his retreat idea, his retreat thought process was the talk of the town in college football um, with other people in player development, you know, want to know what it was like, how did they get it done, and now I get a chance to experience it. And his overall purpose, it's great for those guys to see him, you know, not in the coaching aspect, but see him as a person, you know, you know, to, to humble himself, to put himself in a position to talk to the guys about his overall goals and, 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 and how to, you know, and the, what was his purpose for the team, the plan, and we get out there, we have a good time. Well, for the juniors, we get to go out, we play some golf, we put them in different teams. We got to see Coach got out there, and, and he hit with every team, you know, coaxing guys up on some, on, on how to swing the golf club. And 
Uh, we had a little competition going on as well, so that was fun. Then we went out and had a nice little meal together in Muchachos, which is outstanding. You know, it's one of my favorite places in town. And then uh, for the seniors, we went an overnight trip to the lake, and we just got the guys, all the guys to kick back, bond with another, one another, you know, hang out with the coach, you know, talk to coach, get down, see him in a different element and off the field. And they really got to see him as a person, a person that, and, and to see why, you know, he, 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 how he operates and how he does some of the things that he do. And, and it's good for those to understand why. He has no problem explaining to him why. You may not understand what you're going through, why you're going through it, but he's one of the coaches that, that's been around that takes his time to explain what we have going on and give you better understanding. And then it, and every time you speak, if you're not fired up after you talk, there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You know, even now I get fired up and, and somebody's hearing him talk sometimes. And this is not just for the camera me saying it's, it's real, it's real. You know, it, it's good to see him. Those, and see, for him to do that for the players, to see him in a different element, in a different uh, uh, environment, to, to grow closer to him and really believe in what he got going on. Because it can be kind of hard to manage with a, a team so big, but to be able to connect to so yeah. many different guys, it's yep. got to be really important to lead a football team. 100%. He does a great job at it, and he, it, it's, it's, it's intentional. That's the thing. It's intentional about everything. Even not which is the players, the, the way he wants to develop the staff, everybody mm -hmm. around. It's not just the players, but because he knows the importance of every staff member and every coach that's inter interacting or touching the players, around the players, for those guys to be developed. You know, and and his thought price, his, his mind is always going, and, and that's that's the good part. You've been in places before where you have talents and you have skills, and you sit in a place you don't feel like they're being used. He's going to get you to use them. He's going to help you develop them at the same time. And if you want to, you want to be great and you want to grind. This is the place you want to be at. You were a, a highly touted recruit out of high school. You went on to have a great college career. Like I said, all-conference offensive lineman. At what point did you realize, was it always something that you realized that you needed to have a balance, or was it something that maybe occurred to you d throughout your career? I think for me, my, my story is a little bit different because I, I was a high school dropout and went to job court first, then went back to high school. So oh, wow. life happened to me a little bit faster. Um, and I had a different guy, a different plan for me. So I was a high school dropout, went to job court, and then... Having, you know, I had a family early too. So, you know, um, my wife and we married 23 years. My oldest daughter is 26. And my youngest is 13. And I have a, a grandson. So we have six overall, five girls, one boy. So life happened to us a little bit, a little bit earlier. So the importance of me having a, you know, you know, ESPN did a, a video of me years ago. And it, and it said in the video, the thing was my junior, they did the video. I'm going to be a high school football coach or I'm going to go to the NFL. Like, you know, NFL wasn't something I pressed for. It wasn't something I was seeking. So when it's time for me to stop playing, it was easy, easy decision for me to go back. And for my coach, Joe Paterno, allowed me to come back and, and work at Penn State. It was because of how I carried myself and, you know, he knew what my goals were. So that was a little bit different for me. So I knew I wanted to get into coaching. I knew I wanted to, to help others because of the help I got from the coaches along the way, like George Curry, Joe Paterno, you know, uh, Mark Rick. And now I get a chance to serve and work with Matt Rule, all those are people that truly, truly believe in developing people. So it's like contagious almost and inspiring. Have, yeah, having that kind of story, that background, that experience, how much does that help you to r relate? I can connect and relate to everybody because, like I said, I'm a high school driver from North Philly, so I can deal with that guy. And, you know, my family still lives there. Got a chance to go out in the middle of Pennsylvania and in, in Lopez, Pennsylvania, in the woods and having uh, have so much diversity thrown at me early in, in, in life to be able to adapt to everybody, you know, Living in a small town, Burke, Pennsylvania, you know, I was the only African American male on the team at that point. But I was able to adapt and play, and that was my lifelong friends. And then going off to Penn State it was, a, it was, a, it was now everything's diverse, and I have all types of walk people from walks of life that I can, I can hang out with and call my friend and call him and talk to me. So I think God 
put me in a, in a position, you know, gave me my path through life, and now I, can, I, I take all that, being a, being a young father, you know, having, having my first daughter when I was 17 years old, I can give back to all these guys. Getting married as a freshman in college, you know, it, it's a lot. So we're teaching these young men how to be men, how to be fathers, better husbands, better brothers, you know, uh, and it overall holds the approach of developing these guys off the field is, 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 the, is every day is a new challenge, every day is a new excitement, a new, a new adventure, and it's great. That's amazing. So how did you go from high school dropout to being recruited to Penn State? I went back to the small team. I have to go to one of the top schools in the country when I went back to high school. <laughs> Everybody says I was recruited, but it just happened that way. I, like the high school I was in, it's a long story. And so if we you got time, I can tell you. So, yeah. All right, so when, I, when you go to Job Corps and when you, get the, when you graduate Job Corps, they find you a place to stay and a job wherever you want to live. And my, my Job Corps RA, she lives, her name is Sandy Sandy. She lived in Berwick. And Burwick had was starting a semi-pro team. I was 17. She was starting a semi-pro football team. So I went down there for the registration because I knew I was going to be working and living in Burwick at Carl Majors Construction thing because I did a construction, construction trade. I go into the registration. The high school coaches are running, and they say, hey, you have any eligibility? I was like, I don't know. And they looked into it, had eligibility. So instead of me going to semi-pro football, I went back to high school. Wow. Yeah, and had two years, won two state titles, four in a row. You know, went off and did some great things. USAW, USA, USA Today. Number one team in the country twice. You know, we, not, we did some things, man. And then number one recruit in the country. Coming out as a lineman. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> wow. So speaking of that, offensive linemen, we've heard a lot about this group of offensive linemen and yes. how they're leading and setting the tone. Ethan Piper, I know, is a guy that really gets involved in the volunteer aspect of it. But, but from your perspective, how have you seen this group of offensive linemen leading this team right now? It's awesome. I, I tell you right now, you're, you're only the strongest your, your offensive line and how they run the locker room. And these guys, the bond they have and the connection they have, my overall hope and purpose is they can let this rub off on other position groups in the room. Now we have more leaders. Like those guys, the first one and everything, they don't go into a room unless they're all together. They hold each other accountable. You know, I went to, we went to uh, dinner with them just the other night, and it was great just being around those guys, hearing those guys talk. Um, anytime I need something done, they're, they're the first position I can go to to get something done. I'm a lineman. So, you know what I'm saying? We're the smartest and biggest and baddest on the field, and these guys are representing that. And Coach Donnie does a great job at coaching these guys up, coaching them hard, getting everything you can get out of them, and then treating them like men, loving on them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, talking to them as, as adults. And, and, but, you know, it's the, his passion behind how he coaches them is great. And I was like, damn, if I had a coach like that, you know, who knows how far we could have went. But the, 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 the leadership that they have with each other and then with Coach Donnie and then Coach Rule putting them is great. Listen, how is it that every offensive lineman, whether they play together or not, it seems like you all connect and can talk in a way and you have this language that I, people can... <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. And I say this with so much... Love for the game. There's no football without the linemen. They call it seven on seven on sport football. So they need us. Those running backs run for us. Those quarterbacks throw for us. You know what I'm saying? That's the concept. That's the that's the mindset they gotta have going in. And like I said, as a, as an offensive lineman, they got the guy running from. I guess get the gets to get the beat on him the whole time, crushing the whole game without chasing him around and and with a first line defense. And you know that's a little prideful thing we take part of. So you just can connect with who? Yeah, if, man. If you play the position, you guys just have this connection. It's a different connection. Like me and me and Donnie, man, Coach Coach Rayola, that's my guy. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Like I never met him until I got here, man. We texting every night, boxing's on. We 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 just it's just the connection we got. It's my guy, over line for life. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you have a sweet office right now, and yes. it is. You got some cool digs in there. You got a, a Papa Shot. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Papa Shot. Papa Shot. You've got some sweet 
like recliner like things, some chess yeah. boards. I mean, it really feels, I mean, I'm assuming you designed it so that players come in there and feel comfortable and they can hang to, out in that's there. That's it. Players, coaches, everybody. It's a room that's opening to everybody, open door policy. Even if the door's closed, you come on in. That's why I asked you to go out and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a person. That the location was selected by Coach Rule. He called me on FaceTime and said, this is the room you're going to have. I said, let's make it happen. But now all of the stuff in the room, we have a, 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 a specialist that comes in and talks to Dr. Gary Green. I met him back when I was coaching at Georgia in 2013 or 14. And he said, Gus, you got to do this to your room. And he gave me, give me specifics on what to do. So watch me walk and you see all the games, all those things in the room. A lot of them are my hobbies. I, like, I, can, I can play chess. I enjoy building Lego. You know, I love video games. Those are all the things that I do. But the overall picture of thing is the way to get guys in the room, the icebreakers. You know, sit there, have a chess match with a guy one-on-one. -on -one, you get to learn a lot about each other. You know, you sit there, talk to a video game. There's a lot you can learn about each other. We, you know, those things open the door for us to have those conversations. Then now we're building strong relationships. I trust them. They trust me. They want to come to me uh, uh, with any issues they have. And it's going to help them be better overall student athletes. You know, so it's, it's awesome. I wouldn't have no other. got my pictures of my family on the wall. They know everything about me. When you walk, when you walk in the room, you learn everything about Gus. And that's what I want. And now we can have conversations and talk. So you have your new place picked out then for the new facility? Is it just I haven't be seen it yet. It pick gonna, up and move gonna, exactly I'm, what it is. In my mind, it's pick up and move. <laughs> so I know that I, I'm going to be down by the locker room. Got to be able to see the guys coming in and coming in and going out. You can catch all types of. That's one, that's one thing you got to do is, is the proper location for this role is the interaction with the players. It's called player development, player engagement for a reason. So. If you're not engaging and developing around the players, what are you doing? So mm -hmm. the locker room location, you know, I mean, hopefully it's, down, it's on the first floor. My, my office should be right next to it. I, that's what I'm being told. But we can pick it up and go. We're going to want to make it happen. I was told to ask you about your Legos. You just yeah. brought them up. You have yeah. quite the collection? Or? Yes. Yep, a lot. What a it, lot. So is it something, do you go and uh, pick out new ones? Or what, what's your fancy? I get them as they come. I get them all. I try to get them all. I, have a, I like Star Wars the most, you know, Star Wars and Marvel. Uh, but that's just been my, you know, you got to have something to take you away, you know, get you, you know, there's a, a, a book written a few years ago called uh, Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. Uh, and he talks about how a lot of the, you know, former world leaders and best leaders of the world always have something to get away to to help them think. And that's what it does, like a little meditation, a little mental health building for me. You know, get a little Lego set built, have a cigar at the same time and, you know, write down ideas when I get done and ready to go. Man, what a fascinating conversation. We, we talked about a lot of different stuff. I can see why you're in the role that you're in and, and why Coach Rule wanted you to be in this role for this team. Uh, you know, again, you have a really good pulse on, on what this team is, is moving towards right now. How do you feel about the direction of, of where they are right now and the development of, you know, that player-led team that's going on right now? I think it's been made a lot of, lot of strides from, from January. From the time I got here from January to now, they're starting to believe these are some great guys. I mean, all of them are great kids. They want it. That's the best part about it. They all want it. No one has been resistant towards it. No one has been, you know, hey, I don't want it. They, they all want it. They, they, they seek it. As an athlete, I tell everybody this as an athlete. I still consider myself an athlete. We want to be loved. We want to be held accountable. You know, so we want to be coached hard. We want to be listened to. We want to be, you know, all those things play a role. And then these guys all want those, have those aspects in them that they want. And now I'm starting to see different things like, Besides sitting in my office, I walk around and I see them sitting out in the hallway where all the coaches are at. I see them, like guys coming in today, going down to the linebacker room to watch film. I see guys sitting in, you know, in Coach Rule's, he got two of his first office is hanging out. I see them guys sitting in Gordo's office hanging out. No, that's the, that's the thing we want to have around the locker room where the guys feel comfortable coming around us. Because in most buildings, 
the players don't want to be around the coaches. They're afraid to be up there. And, and that we broke that ice already. Now we're just getting them to, to learn the process, believe in the process, teach the process, and continue to let it grow. We'll be all right. But it's been great. That's awesome. You came with Coach Roll from Carolina, and then a lot of these, the staff did too. How much have you seen that too? Because a lot of these guys, you're talking about what's your plan outside of football, but for a lot of these guys, the dream is to go on to the NFL. How, how helpful has that been that you guys do have this kind of experience in the NFL to be able to kind of relay that experience to these young guys that that's cha they're chasing their dreams yeah, for going, we, going there? We can teach them. It's a lot to be taught. And it's, every day it's a, it's, a, it's a learning process. And we spent the last three years there, and we spent the last three years having a lot of guys coming to us as rookies not prepared for life and not prepared for, for professional football. So now I see our guys here in this building now, like I said today, watching Chief Borders walk in the hall with the younger linebacker go watch film. That's the NFL trait right there, the way to teach these guys to come in on your own time and put the work in to want to be better. And being better is not just showing up for weights, not just showing up, but, you know, you know, you know, controlling the grind and knowing how to get it done and doing those things. And the stuff that we learned in the National Football League, and I'm watching Coach Rue in that aspect, and now in here, what he's giving these guys is hard to get everywhere else. They're not going to be able to get this a lot of places. They're not going to be able to get it anywhere, probably, because, you know, the stuff that we've been through there. And these guys are learning it now. You know, and uh, some tangible skills that they'll take with them when they get there. They, I, my goal is to have our guys ready. When any player development, any player engagement guy get a guy from us, they're going to know oh, that was a Gus, that was a Coach Rule guy. They'll know. They'll know how sharp they are. They'll be prepared. They'll be more intelligent. They'll be ready to go. They can handle everything that comes with them. They'll be on time, early <laughs> on time. And, you know, so, yeah, I think having that, that experience, being able to pass along to these guys and teach these guys this stuff they want to have, you know, who else are you going to get it from? It's hard to get that. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I think we covered it all. Um, we'll have to have you back because I know yeah, fans man, are going to love hearing from you, man. and I know you're doing great work, and the guys uh, seem to love you already. So appreciate your time, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing more from you coming up. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all. And that is Gus Felder, the Director of Player Development here with Nebraska Football. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Thanks so much for listening.